4: Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Praise God, praise God. It's such a good thing to be able to come before the people of God and give a word. I give God all the honor and the glory, all the goodness that he's provided for us during this week, how his mercy has been overflowing and his blessings have been great in the lives of his people. I thank God for the opportunity to do this study of Jeremiah. And I thank and praise God for all of you that are joining in and listening, supporting us, and for the panel members, for their dedication and support in working with us to make this possible. I want to send out a special prayer before we begin for our sister Judy uh, Treasure bentley We want her to know that she's in our prayers and that we're praying for her and that whatever God's will is, that it be done according to his perfected will. And I'm going to ask my husband if he will open, minister, or if he will open in prayer. And uh, remember not only to keep her before the Lord, but all those that are sick and shuddy and unable to be with us tonight in this uh, study.
2: Father God, in the name of Jesus, first of all, God, we thank you just for your goodness and your mercy, God. And Lord, even as we come before you tonight, God, we pray, God, not our will, but your will be done, God. Lord, that through our words, that it would touch some soul to let them know, God. Lord, it's time, God, to give all back into you, God. And God, I just want to thank you once again, God, for another opportunity, God. Lord, to bring forth your words and to do that that you assigned to our hands, God. Lord, look on the panel tonight, God. I pray, God, that their will, God, will be done by you, God, and you, God, will continue, God, to take us into that place that you have us to be, God. Lord, look on each and every one that's on the line today, God. And God, we pray, God, that you will, God, have your way in their lives, God. Lord, let, let this day be a new beginning, God, that each and every one, God, that hear our voice, God, that will get even closer to you, God, and to do your perfected will, God. Because, God, we know time is running out and we see the enemy running to and fro, trying to destroy, God. But, Lord, we are asking you, God, that you, God, will take full control, God, and continue, God, to take us higher, God, continue to move within our lives, God, that we will be a light to somebody, to tell them of your goodness and your mercy, God. And, God, that we will stand strong, God, willing to do all that you assigned to our hands, God. And, God, will never fail to give all back unto you, God. Because, God, without you, we can't do nothing, God. And, God, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we love you.
4: Amen. Amen. We thank and praise God for that beautiful prayer. And we're sending out um, prayers throughout the night for our sisters in Christ, and our brethren in Christ, wherever you may be all over the world, those that are sick and shut in. Now, we're going to start with Jeremiah 3. We've <coughs> done chapter 1, and we've done chapter 2. This week, in uh, you should get the quiz for chapter 2. Those of you that did chapter 1 did very well on your quizzes, so I got those back and graded them, and... Good, very good. You did very well. Before that is tuning in, you need to mute your phone once you come in, unless you're going to conversate with us. So, um, Chapter 3, and we're using the King James Version. They say, if a man put away his wife, and she go from him and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not the land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Here the Lord is using Jeremiah to talk to the people of God, those that have gone their own way and have uh, wandered into the diverse sins of life and have made uh, idol gods and what have you. And he considered the people of God to be his wife, God's wife, the church as his wife. And here he's talking about the natural man who has put his wife away. And because he put her away and she became another man. We don't know if that was her way of surviving or what. We just know that here God talks about that he gave, that he put his wife away and she became the wife of another, she became another man's woman. And uh, if she wanted to return back to him, God is asking him, uh, how would he feel about that? Because now what was pure when he first had her, now she has become polluted, and she's been with more than just him. She's been with other men, and she has played the role of a harlot. And then uh, God is asking, would you take her back? But in the same instance, he's telling mankind those who have be- have become uh, filled with iniquity, have become idol worshippers, have become perverse in their acts, unto him, and turned their back on him, he looks and says, But you, Judah, have have played the harlot of many lovers. The people of God have gone their way and done their thing and thought they were big enough and bad enough to take care of themselves, and they did everything that was sinful under the sun. And yet God... And all that we have done, everything that we have done, he still waited for one moment for us to come back and say, God, forgive me. I'm sorry, God, I made a mistake. I was filled with flesh. I allowed my fleshly desire to overtake me. But here he's saying, regardless of the sins you've committed, regardless of the backsliding ways, regardless of all that you have done, You want to come back to me. And the Lord said, the minute you would repent, he would take you back. That's not like man. Man would hold it against you, would never want to forgive you. But here God is saying, all you have to do, fall on your face, be sorrowful for the sins you've committed, and repent. And the Lord says, he'll take you back. Now, verse 2 says, lift up thine eyes unto the high places and see where thou hast been, lean with. That means that you've borrowed or you've promised out and you've given so much that now what was once full ownership of yours now is part, partly belongs to someone else. In other words, you sort of sold a part of your soul to keep and get what you've wanted, and it costs you spiritually and naturally, in the ways that thou set for them, as an Arabian in the wilderness. An Arabian is like a nomad. They build their tent, set up camp, move on from one location to the other, but they live in the desert, and they build their cities and nations in the desert. And then when time comes, they may decide they want to get up and leave, And that's how polluted the land was with the whoredom. they get up from one sin and go to another sin and from that sin to another sin until it had become so filled with wickedness that God was hurting. He could not understand what he had done that would cause mankind to turn him and go back into their wicked ways. Now I read there one and two, and I'm going to allow panel members to have some input at this point. If they don't have anything to say, anybody?
0: Amen. I, well, I I, could, I would like to just elaborate just a little bit more on that verse one. When 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 God asked them, He talked about the woman leaving. He talked about the man putting away his wife. And in and, and in in and in in sense, God is saying, "You see what she did. You're no better than she is because this is what you're doing to me. You you you've gone and you've gone here and you've gone there. You have you have adopted everybody else's way, but mine. And I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. Yeah. So I I just I just wanted to just kind of make that reference to that. That's all I have to say."
4: And then um references that in verse one that attention is called to the Mosaic Law in Deuteronomy twenty-four, one through four, which stipulates that a husband may not remarry a woman he has previously divorced due to some moral indecency. Judah's plight was desperate. Her spiritual holotry had placed her in danger of legal divorcement a legal separation from god god's message of judgment is proclaimed strongly in chapters three to six but it ever accompanied by an invitation for Judah to repent and to return to her divine husband which is god god would still seek to win back his fallen wife which are the people of god that choose to walk away, he still wants you to come back into the fold, and this is what he was trying to get Judah to do. Amen. Okay, who wants to?
2: Uh, therefore, the latter rain has been withheld, and there has been no <coughs> latter rain, and there has there has a hollow, a, a hollow forehead and thou refuse to be ashamed. Whether thou art not from this time, crying unto me, My Father, thou art the God of, of my youth. In, in these two chapters, I mean, two verses, the Lord has <clears throat> held the reign to set Judah to repent and to do his will. But in spite of, of this great sin, the people of Israel Continue to talk like they were the <clears throat> children of God's children. The only, the only way they could do this was to minimize their sin. When they knew they had done <clears throat> something wrong, they wanted to uh, downplay an error and relieve some of the uh, rallies so that they would think people would think they'd be uh, doing a change. But God is asking in this in this verse just to repent and to come back to Him, because He had been so good to them and He had given them everything that they needed. But they wanted to serve idols and serve, society, and God wanted them to depend on Him. And uh, and all the preaching and all the that there wasn't enough for anyone to turn. <clears throat> but God would uh, would heal them and to return uh, against their evil ways. Because the rain would, <clears throat> when you didn't get any water, nothing like that. The rain wanted God wanted them to just give it all back into Him and to show Him because He, had, they have been living on faith and they have been doing what God had wanted them to do, but they had turned their back on Him. But God was trying to get their attention because they remember all. They had forgot all the good things that He had done in their life and where He had brought them from, but they wanted to put their trust in idols and and. Stuff like that, they didn't want to give it all to God because uh, they had come to a point where they didn't trust God and they, they didn't want to do all the will of, that God had them to do. And that's how it is now. You want to do a little, but you don't want to do a lot. And every time you don't want to pay a full price, you don't get a full price. And that's the way it is. God is trying to give get our attention. God is trying to bring us in to reality. God is trying to show us, because he's a good God. Everything that he did for Jeremiah in the old, he's doing it now. And we, as the people of God, all we got to do is accept it. All we got to do is make that move, because we can't depend on man. Because that, thats the biggest problem with them. As in those days, they were looking on what people were gonna say say about them, or what people were gonna do to them. But we, as a God, we got to stand and. try. And God will do everything in our life that's needed. God will lift you up when you're down. God will bring you in a high height. God will take away all your and the things that seem like they can't be there. But if you depend on God, and God just wanted you wanted us to be like the, today's Jeremiah. He wanted us to stand on His word and to do everything that He had us to do.
4: And a little bit to emphasize on that third chapter when He's talking about the rain, the, um, there had been no latter rain, and God had withholding it. That means that living water, God was holding back, hoping and praying, and they would repent of their sin. And um, it talks that Joel Gate had given the same message in Joel 2 and 23, and um, the people of God were so involved in themselves Themselves. They had become selfish in their ways, and they didn't want any more to do with God. That's why they went after the idol gods. But God is still having Jeremiah prophesy, pleading with the people to repent and to turn from their wicked ways. And if they do that, their latter reign shall be greater than before. But if they don't, they'll have a, the whores. Written in their forehead, because they had become idolaters, whoremongers, and all all diverse types of sin that had caused shame to God, but they felt no shame. Anyone else want to say anything towards that? Okay, Mary. Yeah. All right. Uh, verse five of Jeremiah
0: three. Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things as thou couldest. In other words, they were they were just thinking, is God going to reserve his anger forever? In other words, they had already done everything they could have possibly done against God. Jeremiah has been preaching from chapter 1. You have to repent. Turn from your wicked ways. And they had been doing this for so long that they didn't see anything happening. So that's what that that's that's why they made that that uh that question. Will he reserve his anger forever? Is he gonna ever get us? And better yet, he hadn't did anything yet, so I think they figured that they, they might have been home free. So they, they they still would not listen to the prophet Jeremiah, and then in verse, and then in verse 6, the Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah the king, hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel had done? Have you not seen what Israel has done? Have you not seen how they just turned their backs on you? Have you not seen their sins and all of the adultery, everything that they have done, the idolatry, have you not seen it? That's what that's what he was talking about, the backslider. But we thank God because God said that he's married to the backslider. All the backslider has to do is repent and ask God to forgive him and come back to Christ. Amen. And this is all and this is all that Israel had to do is just repent. And then he and then the other part of the scripture says, "She is gone up upon every high mountain." And under every green tree, and there has played the harlot. Everywhere she has gone, everywhere they put their feet at, they have sinned. They sinned in the city, out of the city, going through the city, going out of the city, coming to the city, coming and going. They have been sinning from from sunset to sunup. They were sinning. Amen. Mm Amen.
4: And um, it's almost like you can uh, feel uh, in reading this word. You can feel God's disappointment in the people. Okay. There's anger there too, but there's also hurt and disappointment yeah. in the betrayal of the people of God. Cause He fulfilled every promise He made to them. Brought them out of the out of Egypt. Put them into a land of milk and honey. And I guess the life of them got a little too easy. And by it becoming a little too easy, they felt that they could do whatever they wanted to. And no matter what they did, God would not allow his anger to fall upon them again. But we're going to read a little further, and we're going to see that God let them know that uh, he was tired of their ways. And when she mentioned about um, the backsliding Israel and the... Um, Next verse, couple of oh, next couple of verses. We're going to talk about that backsliding spirit, Israel. Um, uh, uh, Sister Jane, are you on the phone? Yes, I wanted to look at um uh, verse six. Okay.
5: Um, um, it's talking about um, you know what? I've I looked at verse six and um, uh, I like the the great explanation that I've heard. It's so wonderful, and um. Talk to, talk, I, I just looked at God's grace, his mercy, his love for his people. You know, and how she mentioned that God had just looked everywhere, everywhere they, their feet went, everywhere they tried to hide. He went to the mountain, every green tree. And, you know, and he has, his love had searched them out. He has impressed his love upon them. He's also, whatever they were doing, it's, it's like God overshadowed them. You know, God just didn't let them um go into their sins and just say, okay, I'm just going to leave you there. God was just continuously trying to um, um, just overshadow them with his grace, mercy, and his love just to let them know that, hey, look, even though you've backslid, even though you've prayed the harlot, even though you've served out of God, even though you've gone into your own ways, I, hey, I love you. I cherish you. You're still my people. And I, and I just love the way God is. You know, whatever we've done in our lives, whatever you did today, whatever you did this morning, God is saying, hey, I love you. Come on back unto me. My arms are not closed. I will embrace you. I will forgive you. I will remember your sins no more. And and, and I just love God. God is so wonderful that we can always go back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, you... Go
1: ahead. May I say something? May I say something, too? I
0: think, I think about that same verse of that uh, verse six and about the backsliders, uh, we we as people of God, either the ones who have received Him and gone astray, but just the people of God in general, God does love us, and there is nothing that you can do to stop Him from loving you.
5: <clears throat>
0: you know, it's 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 just an unconditional love. But also in that love, we as the people of God can hurt him when we disobey him, when we go astray and think that we can manage on our own after God has brought us out of so many terrible things that has happened in our lives, so many terrible events that have occurred in our lives. And then you think, okay, he brought me out of that, and you're clear. And then you begin to... Forget what he really did today, and then tomorrow it's a little bit more, and then the next day it's a little bit more. And then before you know it, you're doing your own thing. But doing your own thing, God yet loves you, and he will always have mercy on you because mercy said no when the devil has always tried to get us. Mm -hmm. There's mercy that's keeping you tonight, even those who might not even be saved tonight. Maybe you have gone astray. But amen. God loves you, and we love you too. And he said that he is married to you. He's married to the backslider. So come on home.
4: Amen. amen. And we're going to um, take it a little further. And while you're talking about the backsliders, we're going to go to verse 7 and explain the part 7 and 8 to explain that part. Our sister Jane, you haven't read yet. Would you like to take those two verses? okay, I'll take seven and eight. And I said after she had done all these things, turn thou unto me. Of course. She returned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. Mm -hmm. So here we see uh, God asking her to turn from her ways, Mm -hmm. to come back to him and return to his ways and put away her treacherous ways. And uh, Judah saw that God was calling out to the people, but they did nothing. And I saw when all the causes were by backsliding Israel committed adultery. I had put her away and given her a bill of the boys. Her treacherous sister Judah feared but went to and played the harlot also. God gave, forgave Israel, gave them a new start, forgave them of their adulterous ways when they walked away from Him and they did their idolatry and everything that was not of God. He gave them a bill of divorce, but then they came back, they repented, and He took them back. And now the sister, treacherous sister, which is Judah, didn't fear. They didn't think that they had to repent, and they wanted to go on and play the harlot, too. That she defiled, but, and it came to pass through the likeness of her whoredom, because she was so full of the spirit of idolatry that she had drawn, drawn, drawn other people into that same thing, causing them to walk away from God, that she had defiled the land. And when we say defile the land, what was once filled with Holy Ghost, filled holy people, people of holiness, righteous people that loved God, were thankful for God, delivering them from Egypt and bringing them into this new land. And they had set the altar up and were praising God and doing all that God wanted them to do. And then they turned away. And, you know, sometimes when we get caught up in situations and we walk away from God, it seems like a small thing in the beginning, but that thing can become so overwhelming that you can't get back as quickly as you want to. So you fall further and further into that sin. But here God is reaching back and pulling the people of God back away from their whoredom and giving them another chance. And the reason we keep saying whoredom or divorce or whatever, is because this is the prophecy that Jeremiah was giving to the people of God, and he was using a man getting a divorce as an example to express his pain and hurt. Because everybody that gets a divorce don't get it because they want it. Sometimes it's necessary, and here is what God was saying. The people of God had divorced him. He had not divorced them. They divorced him to do the things that they wanted to do, to walk the way they wanted to do, to sin rather than to live holy.
1: Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Well, um, my name is Teresa Taylor, Mm
5: -hmm. and
1: I thank God for the service tonight over the line. Um... The only, only thing I'm going to say is that God is full of love, just like you were saying, no matter um, how far you're in a certain sin or done wrong or think that God can't deliver, he can't forgive, and he can't uh, love you, um, God is a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. He don't have no age limit. He don't have no time frame, but even though time is getting a little short for us to see, mm-hmm. but we don't have the eyes of God or the time of God. We just trying to do right so others can turn their lives over to the Lord and I'm a witness. I'm from New York City, and I thank God for my turnaround in my life. He did give me quite a few chances, not one, not two, quite a few of them, you know, but he's a good God, and he can do anything but fail. Just trust him and put your faith and love in him. He will deliver no matter what it is. He can do it. He can heal. He can. He can mend. He can mold. He can make anew. He can create clean hearts and Amen. do uh, uh, beautiful things in a marriage, in in a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, family. You know, we got to pray now because there's more going on in the world than ever was. So we got to keep them prayers going on and. Trust God. Trust God.
4: Let me um, let those of you that are coming in after we started to know that we're coming from Jeremiah 3, and we're talking about the prophecies that Jeremiah gave to the people of Judah and to uh, Jerusalem. Hear how God from a land of sin brought them back out of it. They Mm -hmm. established them. And now they have backslidden on God again, and right. he wants them to come back to let them know that uh, they mm. can come back, that they can repent mm. and uh, ask God to uh, give them another chance. But they have to come to God, and they have to be in a repentant state because God says... If it were a man and he had divorced his wife and put her away, he wouldn't want anything else to do with her because she had become polluted because she had mingled with other men. But here God is telling you, in spite of you being involved in a whole lot of sin and mingling in a lot of idolatry and what have you, I still want you to serve me. I still want you to come back to me. I just need you to repent and to come back because You are my wife, and I want you to be holy, and I want you to be upright, and I want you to cause others to desire what you have. And this is what God is doing pleading with Judah and Jerusalem to walk away from that sinful world and come back unto Him. And right now we're on the um, ninth verse, ninth and tenth verses, so. Is our evangelist Jane on the Yeah. Yes. Okay, can you take uh nine and i I'm sorry, uh, I, was,
5: I was on before, but I couldn't get the mute off, so okay. Okay. All right. It can be passed through the likeness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and rocks. And yet for all, this, her treacherous sister Judah has not turned unto me with her whole heart the Lord. So, um, yet we can see that, um, God is saying that, uh, the Israelites or Judah has decided that they're going to continue to defile the land themselves. They're going to defile, they're, they're still committing adultery, um, she's decided that she's not going to commit her way unto God, um. God yet has his hands open out uh, He does have grace and mercy and truth But he's not going to stand There forever Begging us um, To come unto him he could, Because he says in his word That in your days of your calamities He said I will laugh at you But mm-hmm. so yes God does have Grace and mercy and he's calling us From out mm-hmm. of our Whoredom ways or our backsliding ways But it will be too late in a time, in a time ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, we can see now that the world is into their um, of ways. They have decided to worship idol gods. They decided to commit adultery one with another. Mm-hmm. They decided to do all those things that are not lacking to the ways of holiness. Mm-hmm. So God is saying to us today mm-hmm. that um, we have to get that right. He has commanded Jeremiah to speak against the sins. He has commanded us to speak against the sins. Yes, God has grace and mercy, but it's going to come a time and a time too late, as i am stating, that God is not going to continue to beg <laughs> us to repent of our backsliding
4: ways. Amen. And it actually identifies in verse 9 how sinful their ways had become because they were committing adultery with stones and with stocks. Stocks, yes. That means animals. And uh, the thing about it was they were so far gone in their own way that they didn't even realize Uh just how far out they were. And that's why God said that even though Jerusalem was doing all of this, it also had not turned unto him. And, the whole heart. But the thing about it is, each of us are individuals, just like with Israel and Judah. Israel could Jerusalem could have walked away, turned back to God, and could have called Judah to change their ways. But the thing about it is, God kept crying out unto them. And in 11, it said, the Lord said unto me, the backslide in Israel hath justified herself yes. more than treacherous students. She was telling them why she was doing it and why this was going on and why they were committing all these sins. But God didn't need her to justify us. He didn't need her to tell him why. He just needed right. to repent. Right. That was the thing that they didn't want to do. They wanted to continue doing what they were doing. And this particular chapter is so um like modern day now, yes, yeah, it yeah. causes us to see that there is nothing new under the sun
5: no.
4: that the sin that they' are doing now are just as uh, just just as first mm-hmm. as the sin that they committed during Jeremiah's time, and he's raised prophets to speak. But the prophets have become afraid of mankind, and they shut their mouths. They are more afraid of a of man than they are of God. But here, God is saying, in every situation that you're in, that is a way of escape. Amen. And the way of escape is through repentance. Amen. You repent and be godly, sorry for the sin that so easily besets us. Amen. Anyone else
0: have anything to say? Were we talking
3: about oh. verse eleven? Mm-hmm. You want? Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. Were we talking about verse eleven? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I if, if I can, can I just? Um, amen. Go ahead. Can, can I just go
4: to verse twelve? Uh, anybody have anything to say about eleven before we go to twelve?
3: Um. I'll wait. I'll wait. Let her go ahead on to 12.
0: Yes, Amen. Uh Amen. I, I, I look at God when he was talking to uh, Jeremiah, and he said, Go and, and proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return thou backsliding, Israel, said the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, said the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. That's just like I think all of us, starting with Minister Eddie, talked about God's mercy and anger, uh, right. his mercy. But God said, go and proclaim my words. That's what he's telling us right today to do. And he said, Com- compel-, compel them to come and and just repent and I will forgive them of everything under the sun and under the ground. I will forgive them if you just repent. Because he said he said that he's merciful. So by him being merciful, he's already told us there's nothing that I won't forgive you for. You know, everything that they have done, it was forgivable in the sight of God. Everything that they have done up until this point has been you know is 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 for is to be forgiven by God and the same way that they're going out doing the same way that they done what they did back then really the world is at that point right now but God is still crying out oh return to me ye backsliders for I am merciful full of grace mm. And I, and I and I like what you said that there's that there's nothing uh that God will not see you through, and I think about first corinthians ten thirteen there is no temptation given unto man that God himself will not make a way of escape and i know i'm I, I'm not saying the whole verse, but that's what he's saying nothing nothing will come upon you, amen, in the name of Jesus that I will not give you a way of escape. Nothing okay.
4: When when you're talking don't hold your phone so close to your mouth.
0: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I I just think about Very that. Well, when, when he said there is no temptation, there is nothing new under the sun, that I will not make a way of escape.
4: Man.
0: Think about that. Nothing. And you know we th- people are into a lot of stuff today. But he said, there is no temptation. None.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a merciful God.
4: Amen. Brother Jameson?
3: Okay. Um, he was saying, I was looking at um, when um, Sister Mary was talking about um, 12, when the Lord was saying, go and proclaim these words toward the north and say, Return thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. And I was, um, the word came to me um, in um, uh, Psalms 103. It says, The Lord will um, not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. And, uh... He's letting, he's letting Israel know that his love, you know, is so great for them. He is. Hallelujah, God. That um, he will not keep his anger forever. You know, I'll forgive you. You know, just come back. You know, just come home. It's, it's like telling them to come home. You know, how do they say, like that particle son? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, God. This is the way he's, you know, talking to them. You know, I'll forgive you. Good God. Hallelujah, Jesus. That love is so great. You can see the love all in the whole chapter. Hallelujah, God. Really, all in the whole book, really. But you see his love, how great it is for the people, for us people, really. How even when Jesus came down to talk to the people about the Father. When Jesus died right on the
4: cross. Amen.
3: It's like the same way it's, you know, how God is talking to us, you know, to his people.
4: Amen. And you have to realize uh, this is an anger that's just kindled in a few days or a couple of months. Yes. In plus, years, God have been begging the people. Yes. Uh, to repent and to turn from their way. In verse 13, it says, only acknowledge thine iniquity. Yes. That's all he's asking. Okay, God, uh, you caught me. I was in the midst of adultery. Admit it and then repent that you're sorry for doing it. And then God said he can forgive the transgression. Only acknowledge thine iniquity that thou hast transgressed "...against the Lord thy God, and have scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice," saith the Lord. Mm -hmm. Turn backsliding children," saith the Lord, "...for Mm -hmm. I am married unto you, and Mm -hmm. I will take one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion." And, you know, sometimes the backslider will take this scripture and say, well, I'll always have a chance to get back with God because he said he's married to the backslider. True, he's married to the backslider, but just like he says his grace and mercy shall not always strive with man.
3: No, that's and
4: right. And that backslider is to do something, and God is going to say, he doesn't want any part of me.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I've given them every opportunity to repent, every opportunity to come back. And although my grace and mercy wants me to continue to allow them to come back and repent, my time is coming, my son is returning, and I can't keep doing it. They will never realize that I'm serious about my coming back. And they'll never realize that my anger will not tarry with them always.
3: That's right.
4: We as the people of God have to realize the word is so true, and
3: yes, it our is.
4: anger is gonna pass because uh, He's talking about not only the people of God, but He's talking about people He put in charge over churches. Yes, yes. He's talking about His pastors. Amen. Into thine heart, which. Okay you the knowledge of understanding and if they're not doing that then you as an individual have to make sure you read your word, you study you pray before God you fast, turn your plate down seek God's face for your instruction and then obey him because even though they have charge in teaching and giving you what God has shown and helping you to understand the word you're still going to be accountable for your actions
3: Yes. Yes.
4: Not gonna be able to say. Well, the pastor didn't teach me and didn't show me. Understand? And God said, "You can read.
3: Thank you can
4: that Bible. You can sit down and you can give an ear to God, and He will allow the Holy Ghost
3: oh, to give oh you
4: all truths and spirits." So um, Israel, uh, Judah, Jerusalem—none of them had an excuse except okay. they wanted to sin, and that's what people get mixed up. Do you have anything
5: to say?
4: Okay, we're going to go to verse uh, 16. Who wants to read 16?
3: I'll read it. And it shall come to pass, when ye be multiplied and increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall, they, neither shall that be done any more.
4: Amen. You want to
3: explain that, Mom? Hallelujah, <laughs> God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, just as he's saying, Hallelujah, God. I always say, when it comes to pass, when ye be multiplied and increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord, they shall say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it. Um... It's like they are um, forgetting, you know, like what God has done for them.
4: Exactly.
3: They're not remembering, you know, his goodness, you know, how he's taken care of them or given, you know, to them. The love that he has for them It's like as if there's no um, remembrance of, uh, you know, how they forgot when God brought them out of Egypt. Amen. He brought them through that through the water, opened up the red sea for them, all the miracles that he did before he brought them out to show them that he was God and that he was there for them, even the times when he when he led them through with the fire and then when he in the daytime with the cloud, you know, and how he talked with them you know by mouth, and they you know still forgot, yeah, no, and this is like here. What they say, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So it's is like you're forgetting what God has done. You know, all the good things. You know, as Sister Mary was saying, all the work that God has put in us, good God, from the years back. Mm-hmm. All the goodness, all the things that he's done in taking care of us. Hallelujah, God. We don't have no complaints. Nothing to complain about. Because his goodness and his mercy, good God, if he say I'm going to take care of you, he's going to take care of you. And just like you're saying here, his his uh, uh, blessings aren't going to keep on. You're going to uh, 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 think about what he said. Now he's begging you, he's pleading with you. Come on in, you know. Come on now, because time is running out. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. He can see further than we could ever think to see. Hallelujah, God. Amen. Good God Almighty. Amen.
4: Amen. Come mm-hmm. Yeah, that
3: rehearsal.
0: At that time, they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem, neither shall they wait, neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil hearts. Amen. I like that verse because it's saying that at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it to the name of the Lord. To Jerusalem, neither shall they walk anymore out of the imagination of their evil hearts. So evil is going to be a thing of the past Mm -hmm. once they repent and turn their hearts back to Christ.
3: Yes, yes.
0: And I I, I like that because God will restore. Mm -hmm. He promised in his word that he's going to restore everything that the canker worm has eaten. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think about Us right now, when when we're when we are out here sinning, we're thinking that uh, it 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 feels good, and yes, it probably does feel good. But amen, it's only temporal.
3: That's right.
0: And the things that you do temporal can cost you a lifetime of damnation.
3: Yes, yes. So it behooves
0: us. I, I, I think about all the things that God has just done in my life. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm too scared.
3: Thank you. To
0: turn back on him now.
3: Because yes. he
0: can crack that sky
3: at Ooh, any given yes. moment. Hallelujah, God.
0: And some of us, many of us, and I have done it. I I, I, I have done it. When uh, when I went out here and I did my own thing, amen, and I went to bed, didn't think about repenting, didn't think about saying God forgive me or anything, because I thought that I was getting, I was getting to heaven, and I was covered by the prayers of my parents,
3: mm-hmm. the, prayer, the,
0: the prayers of the saints.
3: Come on, huh? but it's just,
0: it's just like our pastor teaches us: you got to know him for yourself. Right. And so I, I think about it, and just by me thinking about the goodness of God and what he does for me each and every day that I see and then for the things that I don't even know that he's doing, I can't turn back on him. He's Amen. he's brought us he's brought me too far. I can't go back. I, I can't, I can't. I refuse Amen. Oh, Amen.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. All right. Someone
4: wanna take eighteen?
2: In these days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come together out of the land of the north, for the land that they have given and inherit until your father. And in this chapter, in some of the words, you saying Israel will no longer be divided, and it will
3: come together,
2: and it was in the days of, Jer- of Jeremiah, but Become one nation. He's saying, when he do this, we're gonna become one, one, one in Christ, one spiritual, and we're gonna walk like the fathers did, and we gave all to God. We gave everything. We gave the mind, the heart, and they believe in. We believed in what He had to do with us, but we had to give them all to Him. And this is, a, and this chapter is, is saying, all we got to do is come together and then do His will and do what's needed in our life, cause. We we are definitely gonna have to come this way from the land of the north to the land mm-hmm. that was given, and we have to stand and do what he has to do because uh, time is running out, and we can all be on one accord. We have to do what God have us to do, and if we stand strong, God will bring us closer and all unity that is needed. We want we we will not be divided no more, and we will do all that God have us to do.
4: And I like this part uh, in the 19th through the uh, 21st verse. It mm-hmm. says, but I said, how shall I put thee among the children and give thee a pleasant land, mm-hmm. a goodly heritage of the host of nations? And I said, thou shalt call me my father, and mm-hmm. shall not turn mm-hmm. away from me. Oh, yes. Hallelujah state, you're coming back to God and you're saying, Fa- my father, mm-hmm. and you will not turn away from him again. Surely, mm-hmm. as a wife treacherously departed from her husband. So have you dealt treacherously with me. You did your stuff, you went out there and you sold your old wild oaks and everything mm-hmm. and now you've come back. And I'm saying you dealt with me bad, you hurt me, you caused a lot of pain to me. But I'm saying, O House of Israel, says the Lord, a voice was heard Lord. Of... So they have perverted and they have forgotten the Lord thy God. Now they're up there and they're doing everything they think they're big enough to do, and the Lord is saying. He's uh-huh. crying out, Return, uh-huh. ye backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding ways. Uh-huh. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Uh-huh. Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains. Truly the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Uh-huh. Shame hath devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame, and our confusion covereth us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, we and our fathers from our youth even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. And, um, the same prophecy that's going on today, same things that they were talking about during the, during Jeremiah's time. Prophets are still prophesying. Repent,
1: Amen.
4: Turn from your wicked ways. Yes. Trust the Lord. Believe in God. Remember yes. all that He's delivered you from, because you're going to get so far in sin, you're not going to remember. We're about the ark. You're not going to remember about the deliverance. You're not going to remember crossing the Red Sea. You're not going to remember being brought to the promised land because sin is going to have such a hold on you. But the Lord is saying in Jeremiah, if you will but repent, there's still a chance for you to get saved, washed anew, given a new start now. And that's what the prophets are prophesying today. Repent. Tell God your God is sorry for your sins. Amen. Amen. I want to thank everybody for participating tonight. And if no one has any more comments, I'm going to ask our Mother Jameson to take us out in prayer. Thank you. Love you all. Love
3: you, too. too. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come before Thee, Master, O Holy Master God, our King of Kings, and Lord God, you've used your children tonight, Lord God, and Master, thank you, we thank you, Father God, for your wonderful goodness and your wonderful mercy. Thank you for your daughter, Dr. Teresa, Lord God, and her companion, Apostle Lawrence, and all of your head ministers and evangelists, Lord God, and how you used in your children, Lord God, as never before. And, Father God, thank you for the victory that you've given, Lord God, your children, Lord God, and help us to stay in prayer towards one another, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus, that your children will come back home to you as you want them to. Hallelujah, God, thank you for our families, Lord God, and bringing us all together, one unto thee, Father God, all up in the White House on down, Lord God, all over the world, Master, all in Jesus' name. And we thank you for Father, God, for this night, for this is the day that you have made, and we can't help but rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Pray for all those that are sick and shut in. And Jesus, Yes, yes. love you guys.